Thank you, Brother Terry. If you brought your Bibles, turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. I want to read just uh, two verses from Exodus chapter 12. And then there are some other passages as we go on. Exodus chapter 12. You're familiar with Exodus 12, no doubt, because um, uh, God establishes the rite of the Passover with his people, teaches them about the Passover. But he says something in verse 1 and 2 that caught my attention for the very first time. And I, God spoke to my heart with verse 1 and 2, and I want to share a sermon entitled, 2016, My New Year. 2016, my new year. Look what God's Word says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Notice. It shall be the first month of the year to you. This past Friday, we celebrated the beginning of a new year, January the 1st, 2016, celebrated with fireworks and dancing and music and football games. We're only into three days of this new year. But here's the question. Has there been a significant change in your life? in these three days, that gives you hope and assurance that this year is going to be any different than last year. This is 2016. This is a new year. So has there been any significant change so far in these three days that you feel this year will be any different than last year? In Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, God literally begins a new year for His people. He begins new beginnings for His people. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And He marked this new year by establishing the rite of the Passover. The rite, R-I-T-E, the celebration of the Passover. God mark their new year with a deliverance celebration. Now listen, God's desire for you and God's desire for me is for 2016 to be a new year. Different from last year. Not just in a numerical order. 2014, 2015, 2016... He wants this to be a new year for you. He wants this to be a new year for me. He wants this to be the beginning of something new. 2016 should be the beginning of something new for you. Now, I don't know what kind of year you had in 2015. I don't know what kind of year you had physically. You might have had a lot of sickness. I know in our family we had a lot of sickness in 2015. You might have experienced a lot of pain 
You might experience the death of a family member or the death of a loved one or a friend. You might went through some type of financial stress or financial difficulty. You might have had a problem with your job. might have lost your job. might have changed jobs. Have a new job. You might have experienced some relationship problems. I don't know what physically you went through in 2015, what kind of year you had. You may just be saying this morning, or like I heard some say recently, man, I'm glad 2015 is over with. I don't know what you went through physically. I don't know what you, what you went through spiritually in 2015. Perhaps 2015 has come and gone, and, and you're closer to hell than you were 368 days ago. I don't know. You may be a, back, may, may a, may be a backslidden Christian. Uh, your sin has separated you from God, God's Word says. Perhaps your relationship with God is in shambles, and it's been months, it's been years since you since you read your Bible, since you prayed, since you testified, or since you shared the gospel, or since you served the church. And you're so full of pride, perhaps, that you'd rather die in a backslidden condition rather than to humble your heart and repent and come back to God. I don't know your heart spiritually and where you are now with God. But I do know this, 2016 can be a new year physically and spiritually. You know, I rejoice with you that 2015 perhaps was great for many of you spiritually. I mean, you were, you were right where you were supposed to be with the Lord. Perhaps you've made some resolutions in 2015. You kept those in 2015 and, and you had your quiet time and your Bible study time and you grew and you look back and you can see where you grew in the Lord in 2015. Well, that's great and I rejoice with you. But 2016 can be a new year for you and for me. First of all, 2016 can be a new year for those that are lost. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, today you can make a heart note. You can ask Christ to come in to your life and save. You can make a little note in your heart that on January the 3rd, 2016, I gave my life, I gave my heart, I trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. You know, I, I, I use calendars. I have to use calendars. I jot everything down. I have a calendar on my phone. I have a calendar in my, my study. I have a calendar on the refrigerator. I try to sync all these calendars. I have a problem at times. But I try to write everything down. If I don't, I'll forget. That's one reason Judy and I married on New Year's Day is where I wouldn't forget what our anniversary was. It comes around the first day of the year, Sammy. Let's get married then. That way you won't forget. That's one reason we got married. But you know, when you trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may not remember the day. You may not remember the hour. You may not remember the, the month. That doesn't matter if you got saved, but you'll never forget the change that took place in your life. Amen? There's something happened in your life when you trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. 2 Corinthians 
5 verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And so listen, every man and every woman, boy and girl, 2016 truly can be a new year for you if you will trust Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. A new year. But not only for the lost, 2016 can be a, a new year for the lost, but 2016 can be a new year for those who are willing to rededicate their life to the Lord. 1 John 1, 9, you'll see that on the screen. 1 John 1, 9 just simply says, and, and John's speaking to Christians here. He's not speaking to lost people. Sometimes we'll, we'll address this verse toward those without Christ, but he's speaking to the Christians. And he says in 1 John uh, 1, verse 9, notice what he says, if we confess our sins, if we see our sins as God sees them, if we confess our sins, he's faithful God's faithful. He's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now listen, my, my dear brother, sister in Christ, why would you turn from the one who loves you? Why would you turn from the one who forgave you? forgave you? Why would you turn from the one who has purpose and meaning for your life? Why would you turn from him? And I believe oftentimes people turn from God because they don't understand the consequence of that turn in their life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. I want you to see uh, Hebrews 12, verse uh, 6 through 11. And I want to read this in, in an ESV translation. Look at the screen, if you will. He says, For the Lord disciplines the one who He loves. He chastens every son whom He receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as son. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which you, are, you all have participated, then you, are not Ill, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we all have had earthly fathers who have disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father's spirits and live. You see, when I, when I turn from Christ, when I walk away from Christ, as a Christian, God's going to discipline me. It's a very serious thing to be backslidden as a Christian. Very serious, because you're inviting the disciplined hand of God on your life. People say, well... You know, uh, when, you're, when you're saved, does that mean you can do anything you want to do and you're forgiven for it? And it doesn't mean that. It means that once you, you trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life and, and you live like a, a non-Christian, God's going to discipline you for it. Everyone who receives Him receives also His discipline. And so I believe if we understood the discipline of God, we wouldn't be so quick to turn from God at times. We'd live closer to the Father. And so as a Christian, God loves us. He loves us too much to leave us in the condition that we're in when we walk away from Him. And He'll discipline us for it. And He disciplines you, not to, just because He dislikes us. He loves us, just like we discipline our children because we love them. They belong uniquely to us. We belong uniquely to God. He loves us. We belong to Him. And when we, 
when we sin and when we transgress against God's law, without repentance, God disciplines us. And so 2016 can be a new year for those who are willing to rededicate their life to the Lord Jesus. This morning, reevaluate your life and say, God, is there any sin in my life that I need to repent of? Do I need to, do I need to be closer to you today than I was yesterday? Understand the disciplined hand of God. 2016 can be a new year to, for those to be saved. 2016, a new year for those who are willing to rededicate their life. Then 2016 can be a new year to have your prayers answered. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, Paul and Silas, Paul and John, they were, they'd been put in prison and... Uh, and they begin to pray. And I want you to look what happened in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And this is when a miracle had taken place. It says, and when they prayed, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Have you ever prayed and the place was shaken? And when they pl- prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. One of the gifts that uh, I requested at Christmas was a book by H.B. Charles. The title of the book is It Happens After Prayer. And Brother Charles gives an illustration in his book about, about a friend who took a friend who had just received his plumber's license to visit the Niagara Falls. And so you have a friend taking a friend that had just received his plumber's license. And so he wanted his friend to see the Niagara Falls. And so as they stand there near the falls, peering at the falls, all of a sudden he looked at his new friend, had his plumber's license, and he says, um, well, what do you think? And his friend said this. He said, I, th- I think I can fix that. <laughs> well, I think he kind of missed the point. But you know, there, there are some things that you and I can't fix And there's only one reliable option for responding to the things that you would change if you could, but you've tried and you can't change them. And it's the only option we have. It's it's the option that Moses had. The option that Moses had when the Exodus was really kindly getting to the best of him. It was the same option that, that, uh, that Nehemiah had when he heard that the walls in Jerusalem had been torn down and the gates had been burned. It's the same option that Daniel had before he he opened the window knowing that, that it would land him in a lion's den. It was the same option that Paul and Silas had in the middle of the night. It's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane as he agonized going to the cross. And that option was to pray. Now listen, if you pray, if you pray, if you pray, 2016 can be the new year that you have your prayers answered. This could be the year that your children got right with God. If you pray. If you pray, this could be the year that your spouse came to Christ. If you prayed, this could be the year that your bills get paid. 
If you pray, this could be the year that God restores a marriage. If you pray, this could be the year that God restores your health. 2016 can be the new year to have your prayers answered. If you pray. 2016 can be a new year for the lost. 2016 can be a new year for those willing to rededicate their life. 2016 could be a new year for those who are willing to pray. And let me close with this. 2016 could be a new year for Mountain View Baptist Church. It could be a new year for us in service. If we reach out to our community and various ministry teams... And let me encourage you, if you haven't already, stop by the Welcome Center and pick up a little blue form. If you're a member of Mountain View Baptist Church, get plugged in. Pick up one of those little blue ministry team forms. And based on your spiritual gifts, you pray about it. And spiritual gifts and your natural abilities, this is where I feel like God would have me to serve in the body of Christ. Decide today to be an active member of the body of Christ. And if you're not involved in ministry, it's because you choose not to serve in Jesus' name. There's places for you to serve. So if you want this year to be a new year, begin serving. And then 2016, I will close with this, can be a new year for you, for us here at Mountain View Baptist Church. Because Luke 1, verse 37, I want you to see this on the screen. Luke 1, 37, I want you to recite this with me. Let's go. For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say that again. For nothing will be impossible with God. 2016 can be a new year for you. It can be a new year for Mountain View Baptist Church because nothing will be impossible with God. I've asked our guys to come and sing a song that, that means a lot to me. And before we have the invitation, I want God to speak to you through this song. God gave a bold command to cross the Jordan and claim the land. Not to worry about the giants they would face. But when the spies returned to tell the others what they had learned, they said for us to win there's just no way still two of them trusted God Caleb and Joshua they said children don't believe what you have heard 
we're much bigger than we are. But let's not forget just who it is we serve. With all the many miracles, why don't you think it's possible? With all the many things we've seen, do you think it's just a dream with all the things he's done for us? Don't you think it's time we trust? Remember what is possible with all the many miracles. Like when we were about to die, manna fell from Then water came from a dry old dusty rock Back when Pharaoh was closing in God closed the sea again But not before we all had safely crossed So here a battle you cannot win and you tell yourself there's just no need to try but consider how good God's been he's been faithful time and again you must believe and here's the reason why with all many things we've seen Why do you think it's just a dream With all the things He's done for us Don't you think it's time we trust Remember what is possible With all the many miracles With all the things He's done for us Don't you think it's time we trust Remember what is possible With all the many miracles I don't know what you're going through today really don't, but I do know that all things possible with God. You know, um, 2016 can be a new year. It can be a new year for you to be saved today. If you've never trusted Christ, this could be a new year for you. In many ways, would you be willing to put your faith and trust in Him today? I don't know what you're trusting in, But I do know that if you're trusting in something besides Christ, you're going to die and miss heaven altogether. Jesus said that he's the way. He is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Today, you could start a new year. This could be your new year by trusting Jesus. 
You can rededicate your life today. This could be a new year for you, just if you're willing as a Christian to come and rededicate your life. You could begin to pray today some things you've been burdened about, but you've just stopped short from praying. Or you can commit to, a, to service today. It could be a new year today if you would just commit to serve. It could be a new year if you just believe God's going to do the impossible in your life. It could be a new year. So I started with a question when I said this. Has there been a significant change in your life that gives you hope and assurance that this year is going to be any different than last year? Now there could be a change today. There really could. In just those areas I mentioned. And I pray that it will be. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come into your presence. To open your word. Thank you for showing us today. That right there in the middle of the book of Exodus. You began a new year for your people. That's what we need. We need a new year. Not just numerically. But we need to be different. And so, Father, I pray for each person today. I pray for those who have never trusted you to be Lord and Savior of their life. I pray they'll come today and trust you. This will be their new year. For Christians who are out of your will, I pray this will be a new year as they come to rededicate their life. I pray for those who are stopping short of praying, realizing the power of prayer. I pray this will be a new year as they begin to pray today. I pray, Lord, for those who have never committed themselves to serve, this will be a new year for them as they come and make that commitment. And for those, Father, I pray that are going through some difficult things and they think it's impossible for something to change in their life, I pray that you'll let them know that nothing is impossible with you. Thank you for changing our lives when we put our faith and trust in you. We pray for our church family. We pray for our church as a whole as we go through this year trusting you, putting our faith and trust in you, asking your direction, asking your for, for wisdom, asking you to guide us in what we do as a congregation. Thank you for what you're going to do in this invitation time, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Tears.